So having just done a parade, consider the idea of parades. Usually I don't think of them as terribly like important events. They seem very optional, kind of a pain to try to find a place to park at many parades. Parades can be very long. Have you ever been in a parade that felt like it wasn't going to end? But then the more you think about parades, they actually hold a pretty important place in the human experience, which makes them sound pretty important, doesn't it? <coughs> parades happen for all kinds of reasons. New Year's gets brought in with the Tournament of Roses parade. In New Orleans, for weeks leading up to Ash Wednesday, but especially on Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, there are parades throughout every quarter of the city. Many of us, while we're preparing a feast, watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Our area is known far and wide, like far away, we are known for the Maple Leaf Parade. There are parades for high school homecomings, the 4th of July. Go to Disney, as some of you have recently, and out of nowhere, the streets are cleared and a parade just strolls into your day. So many parades. But what exactly is happening at a parade? It's kind of weird. It's a weird concept. Some of us are in the parade while others just stand by and watch it. Pasadena, California has people come out from all over the world. Tens of thousands of people line streets on New Year's Day to watch floats made of flowers that took months for people to build that then processed by at two and a half miles an hour. That's kind of strange. It's about to be Lent. Let's throw one last party, but not just a party with good food and good music. Let's go out on the streets and have a strolling party. Maybe we strollers will throw candy at the watchers or maybe beads or maybe stop right in front of you to sing or dance before moving on and singing or dancing at the next block and the block after that. Parades can be a political rally where politicians glad hand. They can be a community rally where local pageants show off their best and brightest princess. My favorite is the Butterfest princess. Maybe it's a rally to celebrate a championship or give thanks for the harvest or immerse ourselves in the happiest place on earth. Some parades, of course, are more fun than others. Some parades are bigger than others. But they all share something in common. A parade expresses community. You can't have a parade without a crowd. A parade without a crowd is just a person out for a walk. A parade expresses community. Having recently lived through a pandemic shutdown where we were all supposed to be apart from each other, remaining careful still about how we gather in community, it just seems like the place of parades in our lives kind of stands out, for me anyway, from where it used to be in my mind. Because we may not all root for the same team or vote for the same person. Lots of stuff divides us. We know that. But parades, of all things, do this important work. They unite a community in a very shared moment. Few human activities unite large groups of people more effectively than a good old parade which I think is why a parade just pops up in the Gospels. God understands humans. God created us. Jesus becomes one of us. So it should come as no surprise that the Word made flesh, Jesus, does what He does 
in as common way possible. How does he connect with people typically when he gets to a new place? Usually by eating with somebody, because everybody eats. What does he say his disciples should eat uh, when they are to commune with him? Bread and wine, something available to everybody. How would baptism work? With water, just water. Eating, storytelling, washing feet. Jesus lives into the basics of humanness fully. So it should come as no surprise that upon his entry into Jerusalem, Jesus doesn't just like sneak in, like he's just trying to check off a box, I got to get in there. He initiates a very typical human practice. He sets up a parade. Getting close to Jerusalem's gates, he sends two of his disciples ahead to get him a colt. They get it, and Jesus starts riding it up the road, and that's when Luke paints the scene for us 2,000 years later, a scene that actually still makes sense to us. We can see what this looks like. We, we can do one ourselves. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, a whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they'd seen. And they said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Now, that's not the best parade chant I've ever heard, I'm going to be honest. Not exactly what I remember uh, yelling at homecoming 1994. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Eh? Anybody? <laughs> that's, what, that's what our high school, that was the chant because we were playing Lakeland and we were too legit to lose. Anyway, <laughs> that's not what Luke is trying to highlight at this point was any chant. Luke wants us to understand, understand that a multitude of people, maybe the Pharisees would be describing them as a mob, a large crowd... The point is that a, a whole group of people pours out of the city itself because, you remember, Jerusalem's a walled city. Jesus is outside the walls. So people are pouring out of the, these walls so that he and they then can go back in. So this large crowd spontaneously creates a parade, an expression of community. They do this by, number one, gathering. Number two, by spreading their cloaks on the road. And then thirdly, by proclaiming these words of celebration, blessed is the king, peace in heaven, and glory in the highest heaven. Holy Week starts with us remembering this Palm Sunday parade story. Many of us are, are so familiar, though, with the whole passion story, the story we'll remember all week long, going from this triumphal entry to the new commandment and last supper of Thursday, to the crucifixion and death of Jesus on Friday, that the parade, well, the parade kind of feels ironic. It almost doesn't fit well with the rest of what we know the week will be. Like, here is this Jesus making his way into the lion's den, you could say. Jesus knows what's about to happen. You know, back before the transfiguration story, Jesus in Luke just said, the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders and be killed and on the third day be raised. So it's not like Jesus doesn't know what's going on. And that kind of makes this parade moment feel a bit odd. Here are these crowds, this multitude, making a scene, throwing their cloaks on the road to greet Jesus like a triumphant king returning in glory from some distant battle. 
But Jesus knows the true battle is yet to come this week. Soon and very soon, these very people shouting, blessed is the king, peace in heaven, glory in the highest heaven, they're about to go silent. They're going to leave Jesus out to hang on a cross. And yet Jesus goes in anyway. And that's where this sermon would have ended for my childhood pastors. Because I've heard a Palm Sunday sermon or two. And the typical shape I remember of a Palm Sunday sermon is to talk about the parade and then to talk about the people who are there and then to talk about how those people are going to betray him, to talk about Jesus, and then to talk about how these people don't deserve this Jesus. He goes in anyway, even though they're about to go from cheering Jesus as their king to jeering Jesus like some outcast. Jesus goes in anyway, even though they don't deserve him, and neither do you, sinner though you are. Thanks be to God. Amen. That's the sermon I heard growing up. In fact, I heard a lot of sermons that ended with me feeling sad and sorry. And maybe there's no better time in the church year for us to remember how false we can be with God than in these next five days or so. Maybe it's important for us to remember that not only are we dust, and to dust we shall return, but also that we are sinners in need of a gracious God who goes in anyway. So consider yourself reminded if that's what you needed. But... I have a little more to say than that. Jesus will suffer much, but not because he dwells on the failings of humanity. I don't read Scripture as though God looks upon creation, and especially humanity, only out of anger and pity, saying, well, I guess I have to go suffer, die, and rise because they're such a pile of losers. Here I go. Like, I don't think Jesus sits on that colt and is thinking, you lying, backstabbing, spineless betrayers. You call me king now, but you're not going to in a few days. But I'm going in anyway, because I'm a glutton for punishment. And what I want you to know about your God is that I do this because you sinners are pathetic and you have to have me. Like, Jesus will suffer much, but not because God dwells on our failings, because God knows about the courage we are capable of. God knows the openness we can offer each other. God knows the hope we can live with. That's what this parade chant is all about. Even if it's not catchy, that's what this chant is all about. Blessed is the king. Well, that took courage for Jews to say out loud in occupied Palestine, shouting peace in heaven. They live in a part of the world that doesn't know a whole lot of peace. And yet they're proclaiming peace even then. Glory in the highest heaven. That can only be said in faith from a place of hope. Jesus may understand fully that these same people will not be so brave, so open, or so faithful in a pretty short amount of time. But they are in this moment on Palm Sunday. And they will be again on this Sunday. We might call them in the story and ourselves sinners, but we also are, of course, saints. And that's why Jesus goes in anyway, not out of pity or anger knowing that he has to go, suffer, die, and rise. Jesus goes in anyway out of love. 
God doesn't pity us so much that Jesus feels forced to die. God loves us so much that Jesus wants us to live beyond our own deaths. It's why Jesus starts a parade and then refuses to shut it down. Even, maybe especially Jesus, is in the mood for a parade. The Pharisees say to him, order your disciples to stop. And Jesus says, if these people were silent, the stones would shout out. Jesus knows these are people worth saving. Thanks be to God. Amen.